Welcome back to Catch Ups in My Kitchen with me, Georgia, founder of Greedy Vegan and host of the podcast. So this week I'm joined by Georgie Sperling, founder of Arvra Wellness. This is a holistic wellness brand which focuses on you feeling and being your best in the most manageable way. I loved this conversation. It's a big old chat about all things wellness. You know when you kind of start talking to someone and you just can't stop because there's so much to talk about. This is a bit like this episode. We do dive into the Arva journey and how Georgie built her community, but we also chat about the realities of fitness, health and wellness, what is manageable and actually reasonable in everyday life. Georgie was actually born with a really rare heart condition, which she had to have an operation for when she was four years old. And this really reduced the amount of exercise that she could do, and it really had a effect on her mental health. But now Georgie kind of fell in love with movement, fell in love with dance, found a way to kind of work around her condition to the extent where she's actually used as a case study at the King's College London University. Um, So it's a fantastic story, an incredible journey, and I cannot wait for you to hear all about it. So enjoy the episode and have a lovely rest of your day. Georgie Sperling has built her fitness and wellness empire around her own experiences and struggles. From the age of four, having a heart operation, which she was then told would have a huge effect on her physical ability, she decided to try and test the waters with dance, which she completely fell in love with at school. This then went on to her being a PT at gyms, and then that evolved to being a private PT, and then the GS Wellness app was born, which kind of had a focus on holistic health recipes, nutrition, meditation, and more. This incredible app was aimed kind of at corporate companies and it has now evolved into Arvra Wellness. This has been an incredible journey for Georgie with loads of learning and experiences. And we are very fortunate to have her here explaining and sharing all of those with us today. Georgie, thank you so much for joining me. I'm really excited to talk all about your journey. But before we do, do you mind giving me a quick elevator pitch on who you are and what you do? Oh my God. Okay. On the spot, straight away. (laughs) I am Georgie Sperling. I'm the founder of Arvra Wellness. Um, It's just called Arvra Wellness. We just rebranded and I have been in the fitness industry for almost 12 years. Um, AKA I'm quite old. And um, I started this big journey which I'm sure we'll get onto in a difficult way as a child but now um, it's come full circle I run a wellness business I'm all about holistic wellness so every pillar of wellness counts not just fitness and yeah it's basically what Arva is is a lifestyle toolbox for preventative that word is always difficult wellness (laughs) so yeah that's me in a nutshell amazing I love the kind of focus on holistic and we'll get onto that more in a minute because it is just so important but a quick fire round to kind of kick things off so love it sweet or savory oh my god savory juicy burger or overloaded salad overloaded salad definitely Mm. crisps or popcorn I'm hungry (laughs) (laughs) popcorn ice cream or sorbet sorbet Cook in or eat out? I think cook in. Yeah. Mm, I would, I think. Yeah. And favorite delivery? I'm okay. At the moment, I'm obsessed with hoppers. Oh, Sri Lankan. Oh, Sri Lankan. Have you tried it? No. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. They're mushroom jackfruit roti. Oh, wow. No, no, no. You don't. It's amazing. Definitely try it. Yes. Yeah. This could be a weekend order. Yeah, definitely. I might need to do this. Wow. Okay. Love it. So I want to start at the beginning in, let's go back to, I believe like 1998 Mm. and your health back then, what happened? Yeah. Talk us through 1998 a bit. Yeah. So I, in 1998, I was four, so you can now look at my age. Um, I, um, had a very rare heart condition um, and when I was four years old I had to be four as my body wasn't developed enough as a baby to have the surgery and obviously when you're four you don't really know what's happening didn't really sink in what was going on but growing up I was told I could never exercise never really join in in sports um, and was left out of a lot of things at school Uh, it was quite difficult because my 
dad is an ex-pro golfer and my whole family's obsessed with sports like they're very active very sporty so I I guess you become conscious of that at the age of 13 14 you know before that I didn't didn't think too much of it you're too young and found it really really difficult being left out of all of that Mm. um constant hospital appointments constant uh, they call it stress exercise tests so on a treadmill monitoring you and I got to sixth form which is what year 12 in the UK um and I just had this like overwhelming urge that I needed to exercise not in a like body conscious way but as in I thought it would really help me mentally because I was struggling a lot signed myself up to do AS and A-level dance much to the doctor's horror they were like what are you doing um did it and I just felt I fell in love with movement and the all the benefits that come with it and I'm fascinated with how our bodies move and how it connects to our stress hormones and how it connects to our brain, our brain and body are connect. I could go on forever. So I did that and it's been an uphill battle ever since to do what I do with, with the doctors, but happy to say, God, how long ago was that? 15 years, 16 years ago. Uh, they now use me in King's College studies um, to prove that exercise is really good if you've got a heart problem or condition. Wow. So I became a PT almost 12 years ago after going to drama school. And again, they were like, no, what are you doing? Yeah. I was like, no, please, I need to do this. Um, And I've loved it ever since. And I mean, there's a lot in the middle of that between becoming a PT and Alfra. But yeah, I'm all, I'm so fascinated with how our body and mind works. No, 100%. And could you share a bit more detail about what your heart condition was and Mm. what was it what was your operation and what was it that happened so it's it's the name of it is really rare so it won't be relevant but basically in sort of my language and not non-scientific um I have only one ventricle so they took out a ventricle so there's four chambers of the heart I only have three it means that my blood circulates in a completely different way to you or to, I assume you, <laughs> and everyone else. Um, and it means my oxygen saturations are super, super low every day. So I'm basically altitude training every day. And so obviously with exercise, it can be quite stressful on my body. Mm. However, with experimenting throughout my years of pushing and putting two fingers up at the doctors, I... I realized that my oxygen goes up when I exercise it's just the aftermath I have to be careful with so yeah that that's my condition I will live with that for the rest of my life but um yeah I found a way to to manage it I think definitely and to be I'm now probably the strongest I've ever been that's incredible and it does just show that only you truly know how you feel and like Mm. obviously doctors give recommendations and advice but you live in your body you know what works for you and could you share a bit about you mentioned you kind of struggled with your mental health before you started going into dance could Mm. you share a bit about that because one of my questions was actually going to be about mental health and I think personally you know working on my own um I struggle sometimes if I don't exercise I'm like I need to kind of kickstart my day with movement in some way shape or form so when you said you couldn't exercise, the first thing that came to my head was, wow, how is your mental health at that point? <laughs> so yeah, could you share a bit about that? I, firstly, I want to say, don't not listen to your doctors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very just true. Like, <laughs> just need to get that out Yeah, there. true. Um, but I, yeah, I, I guess you never know when you have never had something, what you're missing. So that's, that's a complete, really wrong way of saying it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and, but I really did it was more of the sort of fear like the missing out at school that I really really struggled with and the fact that I wasn't in quotation marks normal Mm. I am but it's just the fact that I was separated so much from everyone else at school really took a toll when I was maybe 14 16 I went through a really bad two years of mental health um I think with age comes acceptance of all things that are not so normal again quotation marks in our body and with 
certain things you've been through as a child or as an adult I think with age comes acceptance with that Mm. so yeah at the time I had a lot of therapy so I'm all about therapy I still have one now I'm so for it um and I had you know I had great friends but they I wouldn't tell them anything no one knew anything which was probably my mistake now I would speak to people that would be my biggest change but yeah I I guess that's why I've been quite tenacious and quite sort of um pushing against the boundaries all the time because I'm striving to a better my own mental health but b to prove to others that you know you can do this and you can find the tools to help you and your mental health yeah no so true so true and so how did you take this whole experience and then turn it into GS wellness and then Avra how did you take this into a business gosh um so I so I obviously became a personal trainer or fitness coach I hate the term personal trainer 12 years ago and I started in a small boutique gym and I was training stuff like weight training I did a lot of like hit classes cardio classes and at the time it was really fun and I was really new to the industry I was really young and then I went I left the gym setting because um on a gym you're sort of seeing 12 people a day or in out in out in out and I I work better knowing someone's body in and out so now I feel like I'm an x-ray scanner with clients you know I like to look at every little niggle and weakness and how your body moves couldn't do that with 12 people a day so I left became uh, I went private and went client to client driving around London and this is where I experienced burnout quite badly. So I hit, I hit absolute rock bottom and was bed bound for three months purely because I was just here, there and everywhere, stressing myself out. I see elements in that in everyone who runs a business now, I'll come to that. But um, I was just, I was nuts. I was mm. absolutely nuts. Um, hit burnout and had to change the way I trained. So before it was weight training, a lot of cardio, a lot of hit, a lot of high impact stuff. I then came up with a way at the time I literally couldn't really move of burning my muscles without moving too much or raising my cortisol and adrenaline so stress hormones I then took that sorry long-winded story no no I then took that to some corporates so I went into the corporate industry and I took it to CEOs and people who are incredibly stressed and time poor as you as you'll know and just running around all the time has 20 minutes to work out and that's all they have And this method transformed them um, just because they were used to going to a spin class at lunch. And although it's amazing for you, amazing for your circulation, your heart, everything, it spikes your cortisol and adrenaline quite a lot. And if you're already stressed, you can see it's just raising it even more. So I trained in this low impact way and it completely changed their lives. And I began to to grow my corporate fitness business. Um, just pre-COVID because I was exhausted of traveling I put it online so more people could access my classes and it's kind of grown from there but one thing that I've always been as I said before really wary of is holistic wellness you can't just be fit and eat badly sleep badly your hormones imbalanced um, your relationships are toxic whatever it has to be the whole package to be the, the healthiest human that you are so I guess in COVID I sat down I was like I want this to be more than fitness because I'm all about more than fitness. So I changed it into a package, a one-stop shop. That was GS Wellness. Um, Quite simply, we outgrew the name, um, which is really exciting. It's been crazy, crazy year. Lots of uh, new team members coming on board and um, it's very overwhelming. I've cried a lot. (laughs) As we do. Um, I've wet myself with excitement a lot. And we just outgrew it. So there's a there's a really lovely story behind the name Avra, which I'm happy to tell you if I'm not waffling. And yeah, we're now Avra Wellness and we are what I like to think is a complete lifestyle toolbox. Yeah, um, 100%. And yeah. we will touch on the name. But before we do, this method, is this what you would call the GS method, which I've read yes. about? Right, okay. My God, you're, you're clued up. I am clued up. Okay, so it. amazing. So this is kind of like... Would you would you say it's more Pilates focused this method kind of like intense but not like mental intense I don't know how to describe it in a, in a so, different way 
Um, I use the term Pilates a lot because everyone knows what it is. Pilates is such a broad blanket term because you can get the classes where you're literally lying on your back breathing and that's Pilates or you can get the reformer as we just spoke about which is brutal yeah (laughs) um I use it's not technically there's elements of Pilates in it what I tend to do to not get too technical is to keep the muscles under tension for a long period of time to fatigue them quickly so the method is aimed at people who don't have an hour to go to the gym and they want to absolutely burn the entirety of their body in a very low impact way I'm all about balancing your cortisol and adrenaline so with stuff like HIIT again I'm not saying it's bad for you if you love it do it it's the most important thing um you are stressing your joints you're creating inflammation in your body and especially as females we have to be careful with our hormone balance um so I like to I like to cleverly think of moves that keep that stable but also burn you within five minutes like we have workouts that are five minutes that you're sweating in yeah no amazing yeah and I find it really interesting that you've kind of gone to corporate because why that why did you choose that route because obviously everyone exercises everyone needs wellness but you've targeted in a way a niche was not a niche a lot of people choose corporate routes but why did you choose the corporate direction rather than just kind of mainstream I think because I'm a bit twisted and I love like effed up people (laughs) can I say that yes um no we we work direct to consumer as well so the app is available for individuals um but corporate is something that I am I really enjoy people with back problems knee problems (laughs) they're great people (laughs) I really really get along with them um no I really enjoy fixing problems and although individuals have these problems if you've got a whole workforce say we work with a lot of law firms and um they are incredibly stressed and their times are 7 a.m till 10 p.m at night which is just utterly wild I would never do that even as a business owner yeah and um I love finding those loopholes so Arva is all about tiny little tools that you can do easily to add into your day to help you out a little bit Mm. rather than revolving your a lot of individuals who are into fitness will revolve their life around their fitness yeah I've done it before can't do it anymore but you know I'm like okay when's my next Pilates class I'm gonna go and then then I'll revolve my work around it Mm. lawyers can't do that you know we work with other firms as well like property uh, marketing recruitment but they can't do that they don't have the luxury we spend what 85% of our time at work which is cutting yeah (laughs) but I, I love I love helping people who feel like they're beyond help yeah and also I feel like in the corporate space, they are they need holistic health because they so many things aren't focused on. Like their the diet, they probably run out and grab the quickest thing they can. And like I've done lots of pop-ups in corporate spaces and I'm sat kind of at the entrance to the building. Yeah. To kind of get people when they're in and out. And it's been the most fascinating thing because I just see people kind of either really, really tired, like lacking in sleep like zombies walking in like a bit gray with like it's just some really rubbish packet of food in their hand and you're just like oh god I said to my partner don't ever let me look like that yeah like please if I start looking that haggard and I can't you some people can't help it and I guess that's where your food boxes come in so helpful for people who are short of time and yeah that's what we're trying to do with recipes and food tips on on Arva and all the nutritionists that are on there are all about quick things that you can do yeah thing is it's all possible it's all there like some yeah. people think oh I can't I can't but you can it doesn't have to be so technical and long yeah. and we're here doing the education for you in the hard bit yeah and all these things are really really easy to get but yeah, yeah. Something I feel really passionately about is wellness shouldn't be a privilege. And it's it's unfortunately become a privilege. Mm. So if you think about a personal trainer, a nutritionist, a therapist, classes, they cost a lot of money and a lot of time. If you've got that money and you want to spend your... I want to spend my money on that, fine. But, you know, if you've got that, that's fine. If you don't have the luxury of time or money, it shouldn't be inaccessible yeah like to look after ourselves shouldn't cost the world no and that's why I wanted to put everything in one under one roof Mm. for those people who literally don't have the time to do that yeah um so yeah (laughs) no 100% 
100% I agree and you mentioned kind of breaking the fight or flight kind of cycle mm. what is that like what is I mean <laughs> how long we, do you have <laughs> we all use the terms that term I've heard like a lot of times before like fight or flight kind of thing but what does that really mean in terms of breaking that cycle so fight or flight is your body's response to um stress so cortisol in the body um, we, it, it means, if you imagine you are faced with a tiger, I love this, this analogy, a tiger's come up to you on the street, you're either going to fight it or you're going to run as fast as you can. It's when our body is under amounts of stress. Now, some, some, it, some of that is good for us because it helps our parasympathetic nervous system, basically. Um, obviously little amounts of stress we need. But unfortunately, we live in a day and age where stress rules our life, mm. as you probably felt, I felt. And we spend far too long in that fight or flight response. Our cortisol and adrenaline are through the roof. And you'll get symptoms like heart palpitations, sweats. You'll feel really sort of antsy. You'll get muscle ache, stuff like that. If we spend too long in this state, it can have really like damaging lifelong effects, not to scare anyone. But, you know, chronic fatigue, ME, you can get heart problems, you can get digestive issues, our gut is our second brain. You can get neurological, which is really, really scary, memory issues, you know, all of these things can happen. So I, the, the main message of Arbra is to help people manage their stress. Obviously we have external stress from work and, you know, a pigeon could poo on my head, that's stress. Yeah. I can't do anything about that. It's how to react to it and how to, bring yourself out of that fight or flight state quite quickly that I want to help people with. I mean, I've learned the hard way. So. Yeah. So is it kind of like a level of perspective to an extent? Is it um, trying to learn like, so for example, I'm sure you have had similar situations like when you're working from your, your own business and things come your way and it's like, oh my God, oh my God. But sometimes it's like, wait a minute, I'm not running the government. Let's take, let's take five God, and then we're back that's in. so true. And I had that with my previous job. Like, and I saw it from an external point of view and I haven't actually taken it forward as much, but my manager, I used to work for High Decline, um, swimwear brand, it was great. And it was quite intense at times. Like it was, um, for some reason, it was really intense and we'd, I'd wake up in the morning and I'd have a long list of things I need to do that day. And it was really high pressured and, I'm, and I just thought I'm not running the government. What is going on? And I used to use that all the time because my manager used to be so stressed and I just thought, we're doing swimwear. We're here to provide people <laughs> beautiful things for the holidays. I know. It's a relaxing occasion. It's great. Like, why is the stress coming from? Let's just chill. I think sometimes, would you say, yeah, the fight or flight, is it an element of perspective or is it kind of deeper than that? Fight or flight is a chemical response. So it's a, it's a physical thing that's happening in your body. But perspective can definitely help. So your mindset can definitely help. Um, so almost stepping back and, you know, the gratitude list that everyone talks about. Mm. That can be, I'm not, I, I, I try. <laughs> not yeah. perfect but um that can be really helpful the the meditations can bring a level of perspective like what am I worrying about I think if you're an anxious person then perspective is really really important yeah I've suffered with anxiety a lot and it is the our neurological pathways that need to be changed but fight or flight is a is a physical chemical chemical response to stress it is when our stress hormones are high so it, therefore it gives you that physical feeling as well mm. um and often you need to chemically change the state of your body to come out of fight or flight so it's okay that didn't really answer your question it's a little bit of both right. i think you can with smaller things you can and logical things you can definitely think your way out of it yeah our brain is connected to our body so close so yeah. you know you can think your way out of it with things that are external stress that are quite severe it is using those tools yeah definitely and you mentioned meditation are you an active meditator no. yeah do you know what no but since we've 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 done a 180 on Avra, so no one has the time if you do god i'm jealous to sit in a dark room and meditate 40 minutes no. i can't sit still no. my thoughts are all over the place i need to move my legs i'm hungry usually yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean so i we developed these meditations that are under 10 minutes long all of them and you can do them on your dog walk you can do them whilst you're typing at work 
I mean, ideally you'd shut your eyes and sit down, but not a lot of people had that time. Mm. So I now go on a dog walk and listen to the meditation has the same effect. Fine. Can bring down your cortisol. So meditation doesn't have to look a certain way. That's what I've learned. Okay, interesting. Because I, when was it? A couple of months ago, I downloaded Headspace and my boyfriend meditates every day. And just, he's kind of built it up from like 30 seconds to a minute. And that's his thing every morning. And I've never seen him do it. He'll never let anyone see him do it. It's just his own time. And it's great. And I'm, I can actually see his, he's changed since doing it in really small ways but the way he deals with and if an issue came his way he just deals with it so brilliantly Mm -hmm. I'm like that's because of meditation so I was like I need this in my life (laughs) so I tried and I sat on the edge of my bed at I've got the I still have the notification at 9am every day just to sit before I do anything and meditate okay have I done it (laughs) no and I've done it twice and honestly I felt great at those two 30 second periods yeah but I just don't do it Whereas for me, my time of like a focus or like kind of slightly switching off would be, I was gonna say driving, which is not really great to switch off when you're driving, but to kind of- Music. Yeah, just have that time. Workout. Yeah, by yourself. Like for me, working out is my meditation. Mine too. Meditation doesn't have to look a certain way. You don't have to sit in Buddha pose yeah. for 40 minutes in a dark room, close your eyes. You don't have to do that. Like, yeah, it's incredibly beneficial, but- um, I have learned that it can look different for everyone. Yeah. So I often am cooking my breakfast and I listen to a meditation and I'm still going about my normal routine, but just what I'm hearing can calm me down. So yeah, try true. and not like make it look a certain way. Yeah. Just build it up. Start with, um, I'll give you the app. We've got three minute SOS, which is the most popular. That's good. literally three minutes. If you've had a stressful meeting, like a lot of the corporates have stressful meeting, all they need to do is sit at their desk with their headphones. They can still type away and listen to this three minute SOS and it's just there for you, you know? That is brilliant. So I now want to jump back onto the topic of the name because I have actually read up on the story of why you changed the name, but I'd love for you to share it because I actually think it's quite powerful. Yeah, so when com- when coming up with a name for a new business, you, you second guess yourself every five seconds and thank god my uh, client relationships manager she's called georgia as well really yeah um she we did a day of like name research naming we had a list of about 32 and it's difficult i didn't want i never wanted my name to be in it It was obviously gs wellness which is my initials but it's therefore it's then difficult to change it from that when we've got a sort of um, following off the back of gs wellness to flip it to something completely different i was really nervous to do we got a lot of advice, everyone, th- everyone thought it was a good idea. I was like, yes, good, okay, let's do it. Uh, had about 30 to 50 names in the pot and none of them just hit. Mm. They're all nice, but didn't really, it's important for it to represent what it what it is. Yeah. And it's so, it's my baby. And it's something that I've like technically worked on since I was four years old. So it's it's important. Anyway, I you know you get those pop-ups on your iPhone of like memory photos. So I got one um, and I was due to have a um, like a strategy day with Georgia the next day. And it was of a restaurant called Avra in Mykonos, which I have been to so many times. And most importantly with a friend of mine who sadly passed away three and a half years ago. So it was her and I in this restaurant um good memories it always makes me a little sad but also I'm at the point where it's it's a happy memory anyway I said to my partner I was like oh my god Avra what a cool name and he was like oh my god like that's really cool anyway I didn't really think too much of it because I thought I can't call it after a restaurant googled it the restaurant shut down so the next day uh, we were googling stuff like what does aura mean in greek or what does balance mean in different languages and the first name to pop up was avra and i was like this is a sign that i should call it avra it means aura balance and positivity in greek and i was like that is that's emily has sent me a sign who is the friend that is perfect i'm quite spiritual so (laughs) that is crazy though it just ticks every single box and there's definitely a sign there yeah 100 percent. but no that's so good and it's it's an exciting rebrand it's exciting to have a kind of a new chapter but kind of going back to the beginning of gs wellness how is it starting a business in the wellness space because there's a lot out there and 
you have definitely got a niche in terms of like you're targeting a certain person mm. with certain needs and you've got so much personal history and experience and it's coming from such a different place to maybe some other people but how was it carving your way through the wellness space difficult but also exciting is what i describe it as um i'm not your average fitness influencer <laughs> i think i can say that you can definitely anyone. say that um I've always gone against the grain a little bit and I like that, but also that means that, that it's really hard. Um, obviously when it was just fitness four years ago, four or five years ago, um, and online, it was really difficult to differentiate myself from all the fitness apps and fitness platforms. Mm. But I think my method is the unique part about it, if I'm honest. And obviously the fact that we've now pulled every pillar of wellness equally under one roof, the method is is the, the selling point and I've learned that. Um, now it's tricky. There's so many corporate wellness solutions. However, I do think we're different and I'm not saying that in a um, boastful way or in a in any, any, any way. Our usage is far beyond every other company. Um, we've had some really interesting conversations and we've actually just taken on I don't, I'm not, not sure if I can say where he's come from. But anyway, massive fitness company. Incredible. And he's just joined us because he loves the brand, which was, again, wow. a pee myself moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he thinks it's really unique. So I've had that reassurance. Um, so now, therefore, growing a business, you need to find your uniqueness for sure. What are you doing differently, especially in health, wellness, nutrition, everything like that is so overcrowded, so overcomplicated. I think when you find that, you've got to run with it. Definitely. I don't know what the run time will be. I don't know how long we'll be going for. I Hopefully forever. I, yeah. I don't know how it will go. We're at the, we're at the tipping point now. Right. It's really exciting. Yeah. And um, I just hope that we can come, we can make it clear why we differ. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is a very crowded market, incredibly crowded. But I guess there is always, everyone always says there's space for everyone in the market. Oh, for sure. So I think once you, everyone's got their unique part and you definitely have created a unique service and a special service with Avra. So I guess there is space for, for everyone. Oh no, absolutely. I wouldn't put anyone off running a wellness business. I think it's brilliant. And I think the more we can offer, you know, individuals and corporates in terms of being well yeah the better like no, I'm all for it we can sit alongside other wellness solutions really nicely we don't have to be the only solution and um I just want to help people I yeah. know that sounds really really like ridiculous but that is my that is my aim yeah and that's the right aim yeah whereas some people may be like I just want to make money no and that <laughs> may be the wrong aim but your aim is actually what your service is like yeah people want to be helped and you just want to help people so exactly it's like perfect match exactly and I, th I think when you start uh, a couple of my friends have started a business just after me and then my partner started one before me and it's really nice to talk to them about their journeys it always takes longer than you think mm. always even if you've meticulously planned your growth strategy and your journey add a year to that it takes so long there's it's never a, it's never a solid line like I'm still in the early stages I can't speak from experience I'm just, there's loads of other people that could speak to you about 10 years of business experience but it's like up and down up and down up mm. and down you have days where you're literally on the floor crying and days when you're weeing yourself yeah literally. with excitement I have that in the same day like it's yeah, no, like same. <laughs> I always say to my boyfriend about this I'm like I can't describe it I have days most days where like I'm on cloud nine. I'm yeah. so happy. And then it's like, bang, straight back to reality, like <laughs> on the floor, a mess. Like you take it so personally. It's, yeah. it's someone like, we haven't really had any corporates leave, but individ the individuals, sometimes they'll leave because they want to go back to the gym or they don't want to do an online workout. Fine. I take it so personally. I yeah. sit there like, what am I, what is life? Yeah. And my partner's like, Georgie stop like yeah. get yourself up it's one individual out of what thousands yeah um I, I it hits me in the feels yeah yeah completely I completely agree mm. so I now want to discuss food because it's another massive yes. part of wellness and we haven't touched on that and this podcast is about food so this is a massive part of the holistic wellness 
pillar it's a big pillar on all of them how important is food how do i like incredibly important more than a lot of things i like to think that every pillar needs to be equally supported you can't out train a bad diet you can food is mood Mm. food can help us function in every bodily function in it can help our mind, our neurology. I mean, I could go on and on. It is vital. Um, but I come from a place of simplifying the noise about food. I grew up, my mum's a nutritionist, so I grew up with her being a nutritionist. So I have a, a, a good knowledge. I'm not a nutritionist, but I have a very good knowledge mm. on what food can do for you. Yeah, All no, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I think... It's really interesting. Like, there's so much out there. You can go on your phone. You can Google a recipe. There's so much out there. But with that, there's also a lot of complication mm-hmm. and a lot of unhealthy relationships with food. I've just, the like, I've met so many people who've had unhealthy relationships with food, and I think it's just we are now in a, such a in a world where everything's so visible. We're comparing ourselves all the time to True. people, and we suddenly think this perfect diet has to come from some really difficult expensive place but Mm. it doesn't it's a simple things like nourishing our bodies three times a day with good food (laughs) like it's not over complicated no no so you offer lots of recipes yes on avra and nutrition as well yeah we do there's the recipe section three nutritionists from different specialties will do the recipes and there is a nutrition education section which is all we work on video content because we want to reduce screen time so you plug your headphones in and you can listen to this nutritionist for a bite-sized video talk about gut health or talk about mindful eating intuitive eating i mean there's hundreds Mm. um so we like to educate people but in a non-scientific way yeah um and i think that's really important i think the problem I mean we can go in and in and in and in the problem with the world in particular this country is that healthy food is seen as very expensive and yeah that's a fact you can buy a pack of biscuits for 30p can't get ahead of broccoli for 30p that's my yeah <laughs> comparison but healthy eating doesn't have to be ridiculous like extortionate and the one piece of I'm not a nutritionist I have to say that Mm. the one piece of advice I've always given my clients is stick to non-processed foods I don't care if you're if you want to be vegan I'm plant-based I've always I've I've done that for 12 years but you don't have to be that that's my opinion you do what makes you thrive but if you're avoiding processed foods most of the time you're off to a good start yeah and that's as simple as it is as it could be Hey guys, just a quick one. I am firstly loving this conversation, so I really hope you are. But I just wanted to touch on something Georgie and I were just saying then about plant-based and processed foods because a lot of people really worry that plant-based foods are processed and the protein alternatives are really processed. And a lot of them can be, but what I try and focus on and Greedy Vegan is offering really natural products. So a lot of the plant-based proteins we use, such as Tipa Tempeh, Better Nature, and now we've just stocked Fable, they are such clean alternatives made from obviously either Tempeh or Fable is made of mushrooms. It is an incredible product. I really recommend you giving it a go. The taste profile is insane and it's high protein as well and just made out of mushrooms. So please give it a try. Head over to Greedy Vegan, www.greedyvegan.uk, order your first box and let me know your thoughts. And have you always had a positive relationship with food? No. <laughs> Do you want to share a bit about that? Um, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll touch on it. So in that time where I was having a really hard time, so maybe age 12, 14, 12, 12 16, maybe, um, my relationship with food was really negative and got quite scary and it wasn't necessarily because of body image it was because I was really processing what had happened to me when I was four years old I spent a long time in hospital I had very traumatic memories from it that came back up Mm. and I was I think I used food as a control because I couldn't control what had happened to me when I was four so I just used food it wasn't because I wanted to be thin or wanted to look at or wanted to eat certain things at that point I just was really struggling yeah and I think that teaches you food is fuel because I felt awful yeah (laughs) food is mood because I was miserable 
and it's it's given me a good learning like journey into what my body thrives off of we're all so different so you can't, I would never do a what I eat in a day online. No, I find them so toxic. They're, they're awful because someone will copy that. Definitely. I think showing your morning or showing your food shop yeah. or showing those things are Perfect. great. But what I eat in a day, so subjective. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> I did one once and I felt terrible. <laughs> toxic. Honestly, I was like, I'm a toxic person. And I, I People are going to come for you. Yeah, I felt <laughs> terrible. I, I did it because it was trending. Everyone was doing them. I, know. I thought I need to do this. I need to... No, I don't. No, you don't. And I was like, what have I just done? I love your TikToks now. Yeah. I, I didn't look at your toxic one. <laughs> I think it was on Instagram. I would have unfollowed. Ago, no, yeah. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Oi. Um, no, but they're show- showcasing like different products, what you eat for your breakfast. Yeah. I think stuff like that is really inspirational. I think if you're meticulously, sh- I'm not about, my app will never have calories on. It will mm. never have heart rates. That's a personal opinion. Uh, I fought against a lot of people who have um, told me otherwise, but my heart rate's super low. So if it put me on a, you know, uh, I won't say, I won't say the brands, um, a heart rate monitor yes. app, whatever. Yeah. Um, I never hit the target goal because my heart is so low. That is really demoralizing for me and really yeah. shit. Yes. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear. Yeah, you can. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. And so I will never have that. I think numbers are competitive. I think they're stressful. Leaderboards. I hate them. Oh my gosh. And I oh. have that competitive streak where it's like, I need to get to the top. Mm-mm. Or like, where I'm, what, why are they better than me? Or, if I'm in the top, bottom three, I won't sleep. Yeah. And it's terrible. Like, why are we doing yeah. this to ourselves when actually, like, for example, you, your heart can't do that. No. So that's the first thing. I but, physically can't do it, yeah. but mentally I'm there and I'm like, I want to win. So yeah. I will never have numbers on, on the app, ever. We're, we're just about to do a phase two development and we're going to put a stress tracker, a mood tracker, stuff like that yeah. is really beneficial. If you want to do heart rate stuff, you can do that on mm-hmm. your own. Yeah. Um, I think some people are very number driven and number absolutely and I guess actually corporates yeah yeah very mm. true and they might track their food and all of that I've never got into that I just think it's too much it's too much I can't I, yeah, deal with it I just don't want a platform that is based on your achievements yeah and so yeah the food the food thing um I've, I've never I will never count calories I will never count macros no I will never weigh my food what is who has the time yeah no like and weigh myself either like no never weigh myself no and I I get why there are scales I get it it's a thing but like yeah I know how I look and I know how I feel and that's it I don't I don't need a number to tell me also everyone I used to dance a lot of ballet and ballet dancers can often be overweight on a BMI scale because of their muscle density wow BMI is a great tracker for someone who is underweight and struggling. Other than that, I think it's really... What's the point in weighing yourself? Like, if you really want to... I say to clients, I've said it for years. If you really want to measure your progress in a numerical form, like measure yourself with a tape mm. or do it by clothing. Yeah. This When you gain muscle, you gain weight. Muscle weighs more than fat. Yeah. So people get really mentally mixed up about that. Definitely. But yeah, the... Back to the, sorry, the food. <laughs> Back to the food. I'm, I am, I'm plant-based. Um, I was vegan. I shouldn't say this on your podcast. I was no, vegan no, but, I mean, for six years. And I, A, because of my heart and B, because my job is so active. Mm. I really struggled, if I'm honest, to get to feel my best. Yeah. Um, I've always eaten loads of plants. I now am, I would say, 90% vegan. So yeah. I'm plant-based. Um and I, my diet is based off of whole foods. And that is how, personally, I feel my best. Yeah, 100%. I notice when I've had some processed food or some alcohol. We all notice alcohol, but... Yeah, 100%. And I think it is such a personal journey with food. Mm. And I'm, obviously, I have Greedy Vegan, but the aim of Greedy Vegan is to be like, you don't have to be vegan to eat vegan food. Like, I look, love that. These are some of the amazing brands we have, like enjoy them and you'll feel great and then eat whatever you want on Saturday night and that'll make you feel better and yeah. so like you know just 
do whatever works for you but I wanted to try and change the concept of I have to be vegan to eat vegan food did you have a journey with food to get you to to this yeah definitely I think I was um lactose intolerant at the age of like 13 14 so that was dairy out the window Mm. um so that was fine kind of didn't really bother me too much wasn't a big cheese lover didn't really affect me too much then I went to a point where I kind of just got put off red meat I was a bit like I don't really like the way I'm feeling I find it quite heavy I just made the decision to not eat red meat anymore Mm. so I had chicken and fish because I wasn't eating much meat didn't really enjoy cooking chicken recipes I didn't find them exciting to to cook and I love cooking so I was kind of eating more um, plant-based recipes anyway and then when I did eat chicken I was like oh, this is a bit dry so I was like right that's gone and I just kind of it wasn't like a it wasn't an active cut I just kind of stopped eating it so choosing it gradual completely gradual and then I did watch Seaspiracy and oh yeah. my god it's I just heavy, couldn't it? believe it I was so naive to what actually happened and for me it was it's completely ethical for fish I just don't like the process i don't know where it's from especially in the uk in supermarkets oh yeah i personally like to know where my foods come from and i just don't i don't know where it's come from yeah so that's my reason for fish i've i've been on a long journey with these documentaries and that's why i went vegan in the first place about eight nine years ago i went vegan overnight Mm. it's the same as you i'm lactose intolerant and i didn't i never grew up eating much meat because my mum never really fed us much meat so i wasn't really I watch the danger of these documentaries I feel is that they sway you very severely one way or the other and I've come to the place now um, again probably with age that everyone is so different mm. for one and b I think you need to take a balanced view on all of these things so definitely I only eat fish in Cornwall or where I know it's been caught next to me yeah that's exactly the same as me yeah I eat fish when I know where it's from it, on holiday Although, I eat eggs from I went pet to, chickens. Yeah, yes, exactly. I went to um, I went to Mallorca and I went to the fish restaurant and everyone was like, "You've got to go there to get your fresh fish." And I was like, "Amazing! I can't wait. I'm going to treat myself today and have fish because I haven't yeah. had it in ages." And I always ask the waiters where the fish is from. I like to get the chef over if he's willing. Yeah. You know, come on over, have a chat. So, I want the whole journey of where yeah. you caught it, how you caught it. Yeah, what's his name? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I wouldn't want to know that. But anyway, yeah, no. <laughs> anyway, so I said, "Where's this fish from?" Or where's your local fish? And he goes, oh no, we don't have local fish. <gasps> I'm, I'm sat by the sea in a fish. Like, See, that scares me. Because it's from France. And I thought, oh, I mean, it's not far, but no. And then this one's from Japan. I was like, why? And I think I know it's probably down to cost. Because for those for sure. little fishermen to go out. And I, yeah. They go out and they come in. And I've, I've seen them, all the fishing boats go and come. But it's cost for these restaurants. And that's what's a real shame. I have always said I will eat meat if we go back to how meat was I don't really like the taste but if I did I would eat meat mm. if we went back thousands of years and the farming and the industry was was how it was 100% back then because it's the, it's what we've been doing yeah. but it's difficult these I just don't agree with the price the mass producing that's yeah, what I don't agree with I agree and if I you know again with eggs I do eat eggs but again depending on where, where they're, they're from. from and there are some amazing organic egg companies in supermarkets but I just don't know like it's just an unknown for me like I just don't also vegan food is so good these days it is when I went vegan what eight years eight years ago I'm, I, again I'm not vegan anymore but I was there was nothing so I'd go on holiday and eat bread <laughs> I know and it's like I've not gone on holiday for this yeah like, really? I want some real good food yeah I mean 100%. it's so good these days I'm not a massive fan of fake meat no it's a really interesting one um but I often suggest it to people trying out veganism yeah just because it is I think it's because I don't like meat that I don't like I agree meat. I agree there was actually um a brand that I'm going to stock on Greedy Vegan and I was trying it last night and it's called Fable. I don't know if you've heard of it. Or I have, one. yeah. The mushrooms. And I, I had them. So I'm in, now in touch with the brand. They've sent me a load of stock and I tried it last night with my boyfriend who's a big meat eater. Okay. And um, I was cooking it and I was like, oh wow, like this is really abnormal for me because it looks like quite, quite meaty on the, in oh, the no. pan. Yeah. But I look at the ingredients, like all mushroom. And mushroom does okay. look meaty when you yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. oh wow. 
Oh, incredible. I made it with like oh, a, I, I made my own kind of barbecue sauce with like marmalade and soy sauce and kind of made like a little sauce. And I kind of had it with like some cabbage and honestly, incredible. I, I need to try that. And it's just I mushrooms. Think, yeah. Just different. It was like shiitake mushrooms and mushroom, um, what do they call it? Like mushroom. Well, they use like a mushroom ketchup, which is basically like mushroom water. I know, I know. Um, have, it was amazing. It was honestly wow. amazing. So I'll have to those things I like. I think... I think the whole industry in general, people had to be careful with extremism. So yeah. there was a whole thing about oat milk being bad for you a few months. Did you, did you with see With the that? oils, yeah. I mean, look at a, the biggest oat milk brand. <laughs> I won't say it. I yeah. don't know if I can say it. Um, they, it's literally, in the, in the fridge section, water and oats. Yeah. I know, so exactly. What? And stuff like... Um, uh, tofu gets such a bad rep. Tofu is yeah. so good for you. It's so good. Levels and all I the estrogen. No, like, but my mum being drink- a nutritionist was like, you'd have to eat fifteen packs a day as a male to get any inkling of estrogen. Yeah, exactly. You're not gonna eat fifteen packs. No, well, my boyfriend might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just you need to take it with a pinch of salt. Exactly. Just. Again, what I'm the same with fitness as I am with food. Whatever you enjoy and works for you, do for you mm. in a way that's, you know, healthy and fuels you in your soul and your body and your mind. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So that kind of leads us really nicely onto my final question, which is what would your last meal be? Talking oh, no, about food. I, about this. I know, it's really on the spot. Okay. So it's breakfast, not breakfast, it's starter, main course and dessert. Oh gosh, Okay. My starter would probably be Japanese. Okay, yeah. I love a miso aubergine. Love Sorry, it. Sorry, I just love a miso aubergine. Agreed. I'm very picky about where I get it from. Okay. And sushi. I love good quality sushi. Again, if it's from a good place, the fish. If yeah. not, I'll have a vegetarian roll, whatever. Love that. Okay, yeah. that's my starter. Okay, main would probably have to be pasta. Yeah. Can't I love pasta. But well-made um I so before I found out I was lactose intolerant I just ate pasta and cheese I just <laughs> heaven heaven yeah so now good. I struggle with certain vegan cheeses but some are good yeah um so I'd probably have I love a mac and cheese yeah oh my god yeah dessert I am a chocoholic likewise so it'd probably be like a you know those chocolate melt in the middle yeah I love a vigo bar Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you tried, yeah. Have you I tried? tried them? I don't know no. how, but I've. I heard. should have bought you one. Oh, I got so excited! I just hit the microphone. <laughs> Vigo bars are like Toblerone, but vegan, mm. and they are utterly amazing. Okay, I need they to try are this. the best vegan chocolate bar. Yeah, I've said it. Yeah, there it is. It's out there. The best chocolate bar. I, I need to try eat chocolate. this. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, that's what I'd eat probably. Um, heaven what a great last meal Japanese pasta and a melt in the middle yeah a bit of a mixture of maybe hoppers in the middle for a cleansing palette of (laughs) Sri Lankan cleansing palette I love it yeah I love it well Georgie thank you so much for coming on we had a big old chat about all things wellness food health fitness the lot so um I love it and I love what you're doing I think it's incredible it's all come from amazing journey amazing space also, we haven't even mentioned, but Georgie's running the marathon. I am as well, but this is a bigger God thing. Help me. Yeah, God help us. But um, maybe we should hold hands because no one else should. will hold my hand round it. Maybe we should so. hold hands and go round because it's going to be a struggle. But honestly, I'm really impressed because if your doctors knew, they probably do know. They'll be like, "What are you doing?" I had to get a clearance for that one. I can imagine that um, they were like, "Well." okay just be careful yeah a hundred percent well good luck and thank you so much for coming on thank you thanks so much thank you guys so much for listening and I really hope you enjoyed and learned something from our conversation today with Georgie I really really enjoyed it just a quick one about the podcast I would really appreciate if you could share this episode with a friend and subscribe to the podcast this really helps get the podcast out there to more people We are getting some really fantastic guests on week on week and I really want this to continue to grow. So please help me share this and subscribe where you can. Thank you so much and see you again next week.